Hey everyone, I have a quick announcement to make prior to starting this podcast today. Uh, I am going to be giving this podcast a rest. Uh, so I'm going to close this season. I made this decision because I just have a lot of things going on in my life right now. And my focus is, you know, raising my children, my family, taking care of my loved, mo- loved ones and myself. And if I don't practice what I already preach, then what good am I? I always encourage other moms to take care of themselves and focus on quality of their life. So even though I haven't been showing up very often on this podcast and have been very inconsistent, I feel like it's time to sort of take it off my plate because it's always been at the back of my mind and uh, I want to focus on less things but do them well. But you can always still find me on Instagram. I'll still be around and I don't plan to go anywhere anytime soon. So enjoy this episode and I love you all. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast community. I am so grateful for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Color Mom podcast. This is your host, Simi. Today I have Nishma Kareem in the studio, my home studio, home office, and I am so excited to have her here. She is an author of a book called Battling the Worst, Awakening the New. It is a mother's story of postpartum depression leading into celiac. And uh, she is also a self-love coach. And I met her last year, or I believe the year before that, I can't remember, (laughs) Um, through Instagram. And we connected right away. We could totally relate to our stories, um, each other's stories, and appreciate our differences and accept uh, the person who was in front of us. So um, accept each other. And um, I love that. She is a a great friend and a great mentor. And I am so, so stoked to have her here and uh, have some lovely, organic, raw conversation. I love that. I love that for me. You yourself are so inspiring. And I I'm so, so grateful and blessed to have uh, to have you asked me to be here because this is something I'd love to do. And I am so able, I'm so happy I'm able to do this with you today. Yeah. Thank and you. I forgot to mention Nishma also has a podcast of her own, which is the Fit Inspired Mama podcast. So do check it out. She is an amazing host. And I love, love the content that she brings to the table. It is so inspiring and so empowering for women. Thank you. Yes, Fit Inspired Mama. That's right. That's how we all got connected. Remember? <laughs> oh, and Cindy was also one of my uh, hosts, and uh, she was one of my guests at Fit Inspired Mama. So you better check that out too, to just kind of know Simi's entire um, story about who she is and what she does. It's all in there. I, I need to, I need to put that up there as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for that. having me as well. <laughs> so why don't we get started? I would love for our listeners to know who you are. I am a mom of two most beautiful girls. Uh, they are now five and eight. I am also a personal trainer and a holistic nutritionist. I do group fitness instructing. I used to do all of that uh, when I was um, when I had started when my child was young. 
Um, and then I started to grow into becoming who I actually need to be and my purpose in my life. So after everything I went through in my life with having kids and postpartum depression and everything that a woman usually does go through or any other woman that can go through, comparing yourself to others, jealousy, things that you learn through life. I've learned how to cope mm-hmm. with all of that. And I learned to live the most amazing life through all those journeys in my life. And so now I've become a love coach or a consciousness coach, as you want to say. Yeah. And I now coach women, um, mothers, especially uh, to find more time for themselves so they can live that most happiest life ever with themselves and their family. So that's what I do. That is so beautiful. I love, I love that you're making such a difference in the lives of other women, other moms, and it is so needed um, in the time that we are living in, in the modern world, there is just so much chaos around us. Uh, We are raising our children without a village. And I felt that and I talk about it a lot um, on my Instagram page. Um, And you know, it's the reason I started this entire journey online is to connect with other moms and everything. And the more I learn about it, just being in the postpartum phase, um, you know, if especially if you are a mother who is isolated, or, you know, in the modern world, everyone is just doing their own thing, we are more of an independent culture, rather than a more communal, communal culture, which used to be the case, you know, back in the day, and uh, we just don't get that kind of emotional support. So we have to be there for each other, and support each other. Yeah, I wish I knew that uh, when I had my babies and my kids, you know, that sometimes we forget that uh, we can ask for that help, or we can find that help, or we can, you know, find communities that can help us. I didn't have any of that. So today, when I see stuff like this, I'm just at awe, like, I'm so proud that our community has started something like this, and that we do have availability for so many mothers out there to have that access, you know, so never feeling alone, never feeling like you're doing everything by yourself. It's a community of women just getting together and helping each other out. Right. And and also uh, being brown, right? I think, um, you know, finding that representation, like someone who looks like you, I think that I did not realize how much that matters um, in the whole grand scheme of things, right? Like I didn't, it was kind of subconscious for me, but now I'm starting to realize how much representation matters. But you did talk about, um, you know, now you struggled through your motherhood journey and now you have become this self-love consciousness coach um, for women and moms. Was there, what kind of led you to be at this point that you are at today? Well, at this point right now, I, let me give you a little bit of my background story. So you have an idea of why I'm actually where I am today. Um, battling the worst awakening the new is Yay. my story. that's my book I have I it here I can't wait to with read it. it I can't wait to is that you in the front cover it is it's me and my kids in the wow. front cover so beautiful yeah. so beautiful why did I do this it uh, really triggered me at one point thinking like wow do we all go through this because it was one of the biggest journeys I went through in my life Um, from my first miscarriage, I thought, that's it, I can't have a baby, what's wrong with me? You know, when you go through those stages in your life about 
what happened? Why me? You know, and miscarriages for a lot of women out there is very difficult, even if it's just a, a six week miscarriage or an 11 week miscarriage, or mm-hmm. even like a stillborn miscarriage, no matter where you're going through in your life, it's there a feeling it's, it's exactly. the worst feeling you can go through. Yeah. And so after, stigma. yeah, and absolutely. Stigma in our community to talk about it um, and how it's brushed off almost um because it's not like you haven't actually given birth you know um yeah yeah that can be a whole another topic but yes I know what you mean because I had a very very early miscarriage as well and um I was devastated yeah and then you see all these women around you right getting pregnant friends and family and sisters and, and you're sitting there you're like everyone is getting what they want. They're all getting pregnant. They're all happy. They're all excited. And you couldn't even carry a baby for right. nine months or nine, whatever, 10 months or whatever you're looking at. And you cry, you're depressed and you're not okay. Um, from there, I kind of learned to just kind of, you know, I think I fought it for over a year and a half, finding you know, mm-hmm. trying and trying and trying and it's not happening. And then you know, judging and comparing myself to other women. And I just said, that's it. I'm done with this. I don't want to cry anymore. And eventually, magically, I did get pregnant again. Hmm. And then when I did get pregnant, uh, I went through a beautiful pregnancy with this one. But in the midst of being pregnant, now you think, okay, I've got what I want. I'm here, I'm there. And you finally give birth to your baby. But you know, that happiness that we talk about, you're like, Oh, I finally got my baby. I'm happy. I'm happy. Happy. I had my baby, but I didn't feel happy why Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I have my baby. I've got what I wanted, but I still not, still not happy. Mm -hmm. But I started to get postpartum depression to the point where it was leading from that depression from my miscarriage that led me into even a higher postpartum depression and uh, being woman or being in the situation that I'm in, I'm very good at hiding it. We are very Mm -hmm. good at hiding our depression, our, 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 but we're still at that point where we push people away. I don't want your help. I don't need your help. Leave me alone. Stay away from me. I want to be alone. I want to be with my child. Don't come talk to me. I don't need you. You do need them inside. You're you're hoping that people can help you. You're hoping that people can come and just take things over for you. But at the same time, you're pushing people away. Hmm. I think that was the most difficult thing that I've went through in my life. Just like, leave me alone. Don't come. I'll tell you when I need you. Um, to the point where I, you know, pushed my friends away, pushed a lot of people away in my life. And then from there, did you know that you were in depression? No, no. I knew that I was not okay. I just didn't know what it was. Did you know that postpartum depression exists? Yes. Yes, At at that point, at that point, no, I I really didn't know too much about it. Yeah, I I didn't. I knew that there was something wrong. Mm Mm-hmm but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, think about, you know, sitting there in the corner of your house and just not knowing what's wrong with you. And mm-hmm. then the burst of tears just coming down your eyes. Like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. am I feeling this way? And the only thing I could feel was the days when I never had the baby and those days where I was always happy and working out and eating right and doing everything to the point where I'm sitting here crying, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so you was, experienced was- both? like being very happy and working out and having perfect days. And then other days you had, um, you know, the days when you don't have a, when you don't have a baby 
you never had one baby. You're that single woman with your, with your husband, enjoying life. That was me at the point, right? Mm -hmm. Eating right, working out every single day. Life was great. It just, I had more time to me. And now all of a sudden, boom, you have this baby and you're like, what just happened? Right. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm sitting there thinking like, why can my life not be back to where it was just because I have a baby, but not realizing that my hormones are all over the place Mm -hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And physically and mentally, I just need to allow things to be and let people help me let me feel the feelings that I'm feeling but, you know, allowing those feelings to come abroad and just being who I am, but I was fighting them, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to feel that way. And so when I was fighting them, I was, you know, pushing people away out of my life, right. like, don't come to me, don't be with me, I can do this myself, I used to take my baby into the car and I used to go grocery shopping with her and I used to do everything. I used to go for walks with her. Yeah. Then it came to the point in my life where, you know, I, I mentally, I was not myself. So I used to compare myself to other women. You know, if you go and take your child swimming or if you take a child, yes, all these places, you see these women with like the nicest clothes and heels and yeah. How do you I do can, that? I can so relate to that because I feel like I did the exact same same thing. And um, I think, you know, you've mentioned comparing yourself to other women or other moms um, a couple of times now. And I can so relate to that. But why do you think we do that? And why do you think, like, do you think that it is something that is, that comes from like a cultural point of view? I think it comes from not just culture. I think it comes from birth. I think it comes from everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think all we're looking for as a, um, as a human being is we're looking for the four letter word, which is called love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But because we can't find it in our ways, in our internally within ourselves, we are trying to look for it outside of ourselves. Right. And those love that we're looking for is either a friendship or figuring things. I don't know. You compare people around you. Look, you want to look like that because you think people will like you. Yeah. You want to feel like that because you want other people to, to like you, to like you. For right. you, to like. Right. Um, you want to be a certain person or a certain way so that you can create those kind of love through other people. But we forget that we need to be ourselves. Yeah. And And I feel like motherhood is so glamorized, you know, in our society, like we have these extravagant baby showers, and now um, gender reveal parties and and things like that. And then you go into motherhood thinking that it's going to be roses and unicorns and rainbows. And sometimes it's like that, because some women just experience, you know, their first um, phase of baby blues and then go back into their normal lives. Um, but for the most part, I think it, it's, I, I haven't had a single woman who has become a mother who has told me that I never expected motherhood to be like this. Right. And I don't know. I don't know where we are going wrong as a society that we're glamorizing motherhood so much that we're just falling short of our own expectations. Motherhood is one of the beautiful things that we go through in life. And I think that needs to be told by for everyone. The only issue that we're having is we are expecting it to be this perfect life. Exactly. Yeah. And all we need to do is be the best mom that we can for at, at the moment, at that time for our kids and right. allow us to be the way that we are. Nobody's perfect and nobody needs to be perfect. 
And even if that person looks like she has it all, I promise you, she doesn't. Exactly. Maybe from the outside, she looks like she has it all. But if you go within her into her house and actually live with her, she'll show you another side you're not able to see by seeing her outside in that area. She mm-hmm. could be dressed up nicely, but think about her going back home and just taking everything out and going back into her pajamas because she just did not feel comfortable with what she was wearing. But right. when you saw her, you're like, oh my God, she's wearing jeans. She's wearing this really nice top. She's wearing heels. How do you do that with a two-month-old baby? Or you're thinking mm-hmm. that in your head, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's probably thinking, oh my God, I'm feeling sick. What, what am I doing? Why am I wearing these heels? Maybe she's like, she's fine. But at the same time, she's at home and she's feeling... I'm feeling like I just want to take everything off and just continue on being the person I am. But we don't know what's really going on within that that person. So when we Mm -hmm. compare ourselves through media, social media, through people around us, Mm -hmm. we're not doing any good to ourselves. We're making ourselves feel worse. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, um, you know, I... I firmly believe for me and, you know, some of my listeners might be able to relate to that. It's that brown girl um, expectations that I kind of grew up with. Like, I think a lot of comparing um, in our culture that like I saw as I grew, you know, as when I when I was a kid, um, you know, so and so's son or daughter is doing this. Right. And um, so I think comparison sort of comes kind of stems from from that, um, as well as like, I think just naturally as humans we like to compare ourselves and we all want to be liked I think that's a universal desire to be liked right by by everyone Um, but not everyone has to like you you just that's the magic word that you just said yeah um you know when you say like I I love that because you know we always we're looking for this perfect world to say everyone likes me I want everyone to love me and everyone to be mine but Mm -hmm. the the magical word here is love yourself exactly and the only way you can do this and I tell this to my clients all the time and I show them a a different way of loving themselves so I show them this and I maybe this might work for you I don't know if it will for anyone else listening to this but this is the way I I explain love unconditional love so when you are a mother and you give birth to your child the first time and that child is on your on you and you're cradling this child and you give that child that first kiss that first kiss you give that child oh my gosh I'm just holding mm, this child right melting my heart right now (laughs) this child is your I'm getting goosebumps too. Sorry, but it's just, it's it's such a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. And you want to take care of this child. You want to put him in this little jar and say, you're mine. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to cry. I don't want anything to happen to you. You are mine. Now that is unconditional love right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Turn that same love around and feel that same unconditional love for yourself. Yeah. You deserve That's the love you need to find for yourself because that child that you're holding that unconditional love, that love you're giving that child is the same love you need to feel for yourself because that love that you feel for yourself, you'll feel even double love for everyone around you. We need to give it to yourself first. Right. That is, is, that's so, so beautiful. I never thought about it that way, but I think you, once you start to love yourself, I think about it this way. 
try taking care of somebody you don't already love, right? When we try and take care of ourselves, what are we saying to ourselves? Like, do we start from a place of love, right? Um, just like you said about your, your own child, you, you already love your children. That's why you take care of them unconditionally, right? So it's just not going to work out if you're going to try and take care of yourself without loving yourself, right? Okay. So whether it's your body, your mental health, anything, um, it has to, everything has to start from a place of love. That's true. That's really true. So going back to my story about my book, yes, I think, yeah. uh, the, um, the biggest lesson that I learned was, well, as a mother, we forget to take care of ourselves. Like we were just talking. So when you talk about, you know, I stopped exercising, I stopped eating right. I stopped giving myself that time. I stopped doing everything for myself and I did it for everybody else, cooking, cleaning, taking care of my husband, my kids and everyone else. And I became a stay-at-home mom after my first child got febrile seizure. So she had a seizure. And for that reason, it was, I thought it would be best for me to become a stay-at-home mom. Every, every whole story about what happened to her is in here. So if you ever wanted like in the book, yeah, it's all in there. And how I became a stay-at-home mom. So from becoming a stay-at-home mom now, though that I'm depressed and I'm already postpartum depression, now I'm seeking even more depression thinking, oh, damn, I'm not making any money now. So I'm going to be at home and my husband's going to be taking care of me. And it was just an independent thing. Financially dependent as well. And it's just kind of drained you, hey? It just became that like, oh, no, like, I don't want my husband to pay for everything for me. That's not Mm -hmm. me. I'm independent. All of this became a chaotic depression, even worse and worse and worse. And then I sat down to to really think about something. I sat down to uh, when I tried to figure things out by that time, I think it was too late. I I started to lose hair. Mm -hmm. I got bald and half of my almost all my hair was out and uh, I started to get pain in my tummy and it took two to three weeks to figure out uh, what was happening to me. Um, It was a huge story about what's happening. All of that is in my book, how it happened, but I got diagnosed with celiac. Mm -hmm. And then when my doctor came to me and told me that um, he quotes you out of four and he says, you're a three out of four, you're that bad in your journey of celiac. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Holy, oh my God. Like yeah. I want to say it was, but what did I do to myself? Is yeah. it, this is the time when you finally start to learn in your life, like, why am I not living my life the way I need to live it? And mm-hmm. then when you're about to find out you're about to, you could die mm-hmm. and now you change your life. It's like, why can we not change our lives before? Why do you have to wait till the end? You know, mm-hmm. when you're in your deadbed, it's like, I wish I had done this in my life before mm-hmm. I'm about to die. Yeah. Or I wish I had known this. But I had that second chance of when I became celiac and I was so bad to the point where he said to me, he goes, you could, you could, you could die with this because if you don't take care of it, you could get cancer with it. You could have issues with it if you don't take care of it. And this could lead to death. Mm-hmm. If you don't start taking care of yourself, where do you go from there? So those yeah. four, four words that hit me, death was like, can I, would I leave my kids? Could mm-hmm. I leave my kids? What do I need to change in my life? And when that hit me, I realized everything that I need to change in my life. And that's mm-hmm. how my life started, right? Thinking about food, thinking about exercise, thinking about removing unex- expectations out of your life, removing things like jealousy, being more confident in yourself, loving mm-hmm. yourself for who you are. Yes, it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. Yes, it takes time. Right. Is it possible? 
Absolutely. And I think that's where my life led to. It's like, I want to help as many women as I can in the world to show them that love, the four letter word L-O-V-E can be started with you first before you continue on with everyone else. It's the best thing in the world. That's so beautiful. I love that you're doing that for other women out there. Um, And I think when, um, when we experience that kind of pain, I think it gives us a bigger purpose. And I think you have such a beautiful purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing. And it's not about money. It's not about anything else. It's just about helping. Um, And you mentioned something about managing or, uh, you know, your sort of removing expectations. And I I think that's just so important um, in today's world to basically be happier with yourself with life, because I think too often, we expect so much from others from even ourselves, right? Um, That we will just always, if someone cannot meet our expectations, we will always feel um, let down, right? And unhappy. And that's something I've been working on as well since last year is just not expecting much from other people. I still sometimes tend to expect more from myself. That's the overachiever in me, but I'm working on that. It's a work in progress. Everything in life is a work in progress, right? Um, how do you manage your expectations with others and yourself? Expectations is a very big, huge topic. Yeah. But here's the easiest and the most amazing way that I talk about when it comes to expectations. And I have a full podcast on that too, as well. Expectations comes from us imagining something to happen. And when it doesn't happen, we get angry and upset. So we imagine something to go and let's just say it's a friend. The friend tells you, I'm going to come over. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this to you or send something to you or whatever it is. And you're expecting this imagination of her coming over. You guys are doing something together. You guys are building something together, whatever it is that you guys are imagining it. You're imagining your head. So she comes instead, she comes over, she puts something into the table. She goes, I got to go. I got to leave. And she's gone. Now you're so mad because she told you she's going to come by, she's going to do all this stuff, you imagine all these things. But in reality, you didn't talk to her about it. You thought that, you know, she could read your mind. You thought that things are going to happen in this, at this moment, didn't go the way that you planned. And so boom, you're so upset. That leads to problems with you and your friend, because now you can argue with her, you can get mad at her, because Mm -hmm. you imagined all these things in your head. Um, expectation is something that we need to really think about. So example would be, let's say you're going out today and you're going to the beach. Mm -hmm. So you're expecting it to be nice and warm and hot and cozy, and you're going to have everything perfect, right? Now think that um, that's how you're imagining and you get to the beach and it rains. How are you going to feel? Well, with me, with working on my expectation well if I've already been imagining yeah I'd be a little upset well what the hell man I wanted the sun right yeah, now it's yeah, raining yeah. and I have all this and I don't have the right clothes and what, what do you expect me to do like that's yeah. that you would be so pissed like you were mad because you expected to be on the beach you didn't want to expect to be in the car sitting there for the beach yeah. like yeah so you need to know the unexpected so when you think about the beach mm-hmm. and you're thinking about it you write it down i'm going to the beach it shows it's going to be sunny that there's a 30 percent chance of rain 
you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to go, I'm going to let go of whatever is going to happen. And if it does, if I do go to the beach, and I'm able to enjoy the beach, I'm going to enjoy it just the way that I plan it to. But mm-hmm. I'm be if in case it does rain, I'm just going to bring a sweater just in case. And I'm going to have a towel. And just in case what whatever it is, I'm going to have plan B, we're going to go out to eat somewhere but by the beach, so I can still be around the beach. And we're going to go out and eat. And I'm still going to have a wonderful time. <laughs> and so yeah. you think like that, right? And yeah. then, you know, depending on what happens in that situation, you already know that there is a 30% chance of raining. So you're not going to expect things to be perfect, but you're going to go and enjoy the time no matter what happens. Right. And that's the expectations we want to live with. It's, it's okay if things don't go your way. Another mm-hmm. example is, you're taking a drive all the way from BC to Alberta mm-hmm. and you expect to get to plan A to plan B on time. Mm-hmm. No worries. But do you expect to have a flat tire mm-hmm. between that time? Probably not, but right. you're going to right. imagine this amazing trip with listening to music and having a good time. And yeah, here you're driving, you have a flat tire. So you're going to plan all those little, little details. Okay. I'm going to take this trip. Now what can happen Okay, Mm -hmm. I could have a flat tire, you know, and something might even happen where I don't plan it. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a, you know, a spare tire just in case. I'm going to have some water and some food in the back just in case something does happen. But my plan is to go all the way through. If anything does happen, I'm still going to take my time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure it all out. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to continue on with my journey. Talk to yourself about it. Because the more you talk to yourself about it and say, you know, I'm not going to expect it like this all the time, but plan A and plan B and plan C might just happen. And it's okay. That's right. Continue with it. I'm going to still have a good time. I'm going to enjoy myself. And that's how you live that. Like that's life because anything can happen at any time. Exactly. That's stoicism right there, right? Um, You know, you can't choose what happens in your life, but you can choose Choose how how you respond to it, Mm -hmm. your attitude to it. And, um, you know, thinking about situations, um, you know, at the odd times that could go wrong, you know, um, stoicism, you know, in the, uh, the philosophers, the great philosophers have always said, look, you know, people are going to get jealous, they're going to have a bad day, they're going to be angry, or they're, you know, they're going through their own set of problems. Um, You know, this is just talking about other people, not just having expectations from yourself, right? Um, And just knowing that will allow you to respond better um, to situations and people. Um, And yeah, at the end of the day, it's not how what happens to you, it's how you respond to it, right? What do you do with that time that you get? Um, Do you see it as a, uh, you know, as an opportunity? um, and something to be grateful for. Cause you know, I had a flat tire just a couple of days ago and I was surprised that so many people DM'd me and said, Oh, hope you're okay. I'm worried. And this, that, and I, I wasn't worried at all. I was just, you know, grateful that I called my husband and he came right away and he was able to change my tire. And my son was excited and we get, we got to, you know, play a game while we were sitting in the car and spend time with each other. And, you know, even at the end of the day, my son's like, mommy, I know what your thorn is. We do roses and thorns at the end of the day and ask each other, like, what's your rose of the day? What's your thorn of the day? And 
um, he said, mommy, I know what your thorn is. It was your flat tire, wasn't it? I'm like, no, actually, that was kind of my rose. You know, I was really grateful for that happened. Now I know I can, I have people I can depend on. And, um, you know, it's just how you see everything in your life. And I really have consciously tried to focus on that aspect of my life. And um, it's been working out great. So I'm so glad that you have the same type of approach that you are applying to your life. I have to say the story. I have to tell everyone this one story about you and me. Um, Oh yeah, the beach one, right? (laughs) (laughs) When we went to the museum. (laughs) Oh my God. So Selena, that was such a fun day. See? It was. I forgot my wallet. I okay. So here I'm driving from Vancouver to almost Whistler. Yeah. And, um, you know, first of all, my kids are supposed to go to school and I take them out of school. So I'm like, nope, you're not going to school today. We're going to go and enjoy this amazing, you know, museum with us. Simi's kids done. So getting into the car, I'm going to tell you something. It already started kind of like chaotic. Yeah. So I, these girls were fighting. They were fighting in the car and I got so mad and I banged my console on the, on the, on the, on the car. And I looked at the back and I said, can you guys not be quiet? Like what's, yeah. you have to shout and scream, like just yeah. really got to me. So yeah. when I banged my console on the middle console, my console in the middle broke. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God. Right. Exactly. So then here I'm driving all the way down to you and I get there and um, I'm not myself already. Cause I don't, I, I can't find my wallet anywhere. And I honestly thought I put it in my purse. I can't find my purse anywhere. I can't yeah. find, you know, I was like, yeah. I forgot my wallet. I forgot my yeah. wallet. I forgot my purse. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So thankfully my husband always says to me, he goes, you know, keep a little cash here and there yeah. on the side or whatever. So I had some money in the car, not so much, but I had enough. And I was able to get my kids some something to eat in the beginning of whatever and got some coffee and it was good. And then I met, and then you came along and we're sitting there and I'm just like, okay, you know, where, where are we going to go? So we, we started doing the museum thing and, and um, I started to let go of a lot of like, just let go, you know, just let go. Yeah. We can go out to eat yeah. or something else. I'll, I'll be okay with it. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, I didn't bring too many things. It's, I'll be yeah. okay. Then I came with my cooler with all this food and <laughs> um, it was it was and like drinks. a miracle. You brought this cooler with drinks and food and and I was sitting there. I'm like, Simi, you're so organized. Like, oh my god! And you and you come and tell me you're like, I'm never this organized. And, I know. You know. <laughs> It was meant to be. These are those expectations that, you know, life happens. But if you try to somehow just let go and let the universe take over sometimes and just let the universe be who it is Mm -hmm. to say, you know, I can't do anything. I can't stress over this because I'm not driving another hour back home to go pick up my wallet. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, no. So what can I do right now at this Mm -hmm. moment? It's like you have a bit of cash with you. You're not dead. You're not in any problem. Yeah. You, you know, you could grab something if you really needed to, but at this moment, at this time, it was about just enjoying the day yeah. with your friends and just being who you are. And that's all that mattered is just let go. So I started to let go of all of this. And the yeah. miracle was Simi is the one that held all the food in her car. I was the, I was the one who came to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? You pick up the you pick up the food and the fruit, and we actually found the most beautiful beach, and we, we sat did. there. And I still think last year that was one of my best days, like best summer days that I've had in a in the longest time. Where mm-hmm. you know the kids were playing, they were getting along, they were eating their you know foods, munching on things, and we were just sitting there by the beach on the log, listening. I had my like desi music on and desi everything, music, yeah. <laughs> and I brought my speaker and everything. It was a secluded beach too, and it was so awesome. I loved yeah. it. It, you know, we were the only ones there. And the whole point was about this whole trip when I got back home that day was I learned a lesson. Um, the lesson was it doesn't matter what happens throughout your day. It's how you continue on having that day. So if yeah. I was miserable the entire day, my whole trip would have been miserable. It doesn't matter yeah. what would come forward to me or how things would look for me. I would still feel miserable. Yeah. But because I let things go and I allow the flow and I continue on to have that good day, me and you mm-hmm. had a wonderful, beautiful conversation yeah. Yeah. while the kids were, and we got a reel out of it too. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we had a reel out of it too. But that's the stories that we need to continue on showing people that, you know, I forgot my wallet. I had a little cash in there. I yeah. continued mm-hmm. on having that good day. It sometimes really makes a big difference in your life if you just let go of the stress and uncertainty because you can't change anything and continue having that good day. Sometimes it's hard, but it's a practice and you can do it. It is. It totally is. And sometimes I feel like that too in my day or whatever. I'm not feeling the best or yesterday was one of those days where I woke up late. I normally wake up. I'm a super early waker. I don't know if waker is a word, but like I wake up really early and, um, uh, you know, but I slept in for two hours and I woke up literally right before my kids. And then the whole day was just like, oh my gosh, just hang in there, hang in there. But you know what I do? I write to myself, embrace the messiness, embrace it all. Right. And I think sometimes we just expect things to be so perfect um, and want to, uh, have things go the way that we want to, or that have been like, you know, I wanted to have a perfect morning before the kids. Right. But yeah, just embracing the mess messiness because life is messy. That's, that's reality. That's fine. That is so reality. Just enjoy each moment that comes to you. Yeah. And I think it's so important to understand that some of us don't get it. They go, what moment? what do I enjoy? Like, you know, um, it's those things that you say, uh, how you talk to yourself. It's really, really important. Like if I say I can't do something or this is what are you talking about? What is this? If you're not open to understanding what that means, you're never going to understand it. Right. I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's manifesting your own life. Love yourself, love your life, be grateful for who you are, where you are. Be so happy with what you have, because those are the things that are going to bring you joy and you'll continue getting more and more abundance by the grateful, uh, what you're grateful for now. Yeah. And if you're not grateful for what you have right now, you'll never be grateful for anything else that comes into your life. So it's a beautiful message yeah. for anyone who's listening, for women, for moms. And it was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, joining me here and having some raw, real conversations. And um, where can our listeners find you if they want to get a hold of you? 
I have two Instagram accounts. You're going to you're gonna be funny about this. But the first one is from my <laughs> podcast. It's called Fit Inspired Mama. So it's Fit underscore Inspired Mama. And my next one is all about, you know, living the life that you want. It's called Change Your Ways. And it's change underscore uh, your underscore ways with the Z at the end. It's um, it's brand new. I just started it. So I'm like inviting as many mothers and women to just come join me and just um, be more optimistic of life, being uh, yourself and just being the best you. I think that's the, the message on that Instagram. You can reach me um, on Facebook too, through my Instagram. I mean, through my group, Fit Inspire Mama podcast as well. So that's amazing. And I'll tag those as well on my Instagram page. And thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. Raw, authentic conversation. Love it.